0: Welcome to the Two Boomer Women podcast. I'm your host, Agnes Knowles. Many of you know I'm a Canadian. Some of you may have heard me mention Grey Ruckus. Grey Ruckus is a platform a colleague, now good friend, Judith Pratt-Jeffries and I are spearheading as we get increasingly PO'd with the Canadian government's neglect of, ignorance about, and ignorance may well be the right word, as the government continually seems to ignore seniors, real, living-the-life seniors. This episode today also appears in print form on the website greyruckus.ca. That'll explain any words you hear that don't quite seem to work, you know, like writing and articles and stuff like that. After a scant 22 months in office, the governing party, the Liberals, have decided to try for a greater mandate and have called a federal election. To be held on September twentieth, twenty twenty-one. This seems like as good a time as any to evaluate the parties through the eyes of a senior, a senior currently promoting a grey ruckus. That would be me. Two items of note here: there are many issues that need to be addressed in any election, but perhaps even more so in this election with all the goings on, both domestically and globally. Because I'm writing through the eyes of grey ruckus and boomer women, I'm focusing on senior issues only. Secondly, if you aren't Canadian, please stick with me. Many issues are universal, and perhaps I can inspire you to do some digging when the next election happens in your area. For those of you not fully apprised of Canadian federal politics, we have two major parties who consistently hold the reins of power in Canada the aforementioned Liberals, and the Conservatives. The New Democratic Party, the NDP, have never won an election, but on a number of occasions have won enough seats to hold the balance of power, either enabling or disabling the ruling party to have their way. It's not necessarily a bad spot to be in, as their support can come with a bit of a cost, shall we say we'll support you, but we want a few changes to the legislation, or we'll support you, but in return you also do this, whatever this might be. And in fairness, the NDP are mostly in support of the working class. Since 1991, there has also been a fourth prominent party, the Bloc Québécois, while it's exclusively in Quebec and devoted to Quebec nationalism and the promotion of Quebec's sovereignty, it has several times taken enough of Quebec's seats to hold the balance of power within the Canadian government. The Greens also have had a few elected party members, but not enough to have an impact at the federal level. For my ramblings, perhaps a nicer word than rants, today... I'm going to look at the election platforms of the Conservatives, the Liberals, and the NDP. The Bloc are a Quebec party only, so will never form government, and the Greens still have not published a platform for this election. Here's a preamble. As I write this, it's the end of August 2021. COVID has been a determining part of our lives for 18 months. Because I'm writing as a senior boomer, Analyzing the political platforms as they relate to seniors, the statistics I review will be for seniors only. So, as of August 26, 2021, there have been a total of 1,482,664 cases of COVID reported in Canada. There have been 26,864 deaths related to COVID, I'm not going to entertain any arguments here about the elderly and underlying symptoms. They still died because of COVID. 250,031 of those cases have been in people over 60. That's 16.9% of all cases. In terms of deaths, of the 26,755 and that's what the statistical chart had, so I don't know why there's a discrepancy, but it's close enough. 25,150 of them have been in people over 60. That's 93.9%. Any of us over 65, any of us who have been part of caring for an elder, any of us who have experience with care facilities, know there was a problem with management of seniors' needs long before COVID. COVID only laid bare the facts, the truths. They're dirty little secrets that have managed to exist under the radar of public scrutiny. So now there's an election. It's my opinion that the Liberals are hoping for such gratitude for their handling of COVID that the electorate, that's us, will gift them a majority government. A majority means they won't need to cooperate with any of the other parties to actuate their mandate for four more years. But here at Grey Ruckus, this ruckus razor isn't big on gifting anyone power. I want to know what the plans are for retirement, for pensions, for housing, for health, for jobs, for anything that might affect my life, for better or for worse. So it's time to move on to the platforms. I'll start with the Liberals as they are currently forming government. For those of you listening, all links to platforms will be in the show notes. Readers need only click the highlighted words. They're hyperlinked to the pertinent pages. Interestingly, the Liberals have delayed releasing their official election platform. And I say interestingly, as they were the ones in control of calling the election and arranging the date. But we're two weeks into the campaign, and they haven't released anything official. That said, the day after the election call, the Conservatives had their platform released. Now, I can only presume this is part of the psychology of elections and the wooing of the electorate. Rumor has it the official Liberal release will be within the next few days, but I have a podcast schedule, so I can't wait. As I couldn't find a complete Liberal Party platform for this election, I clicked on Our Plan at their website and then had to decide which cause I wanted to read about. Now, I'm going to put an editorial note in here. Do you know about Control F? When you're on a web page, and I use Chrome, uh, and you want to find a specific word or phrase, hold the Control button, then click F. A little box appears top right. You write in Seniors, or, or whatever you're looking for, and it'll tell you how many times that word appears on that page click the little up or down arrows to find the words on the page okay so the liberals our plan here's my results covid19 one mention vaccines are the best way for canadians to beat this virus and keep everyone including our kids and seniors safe and healthy financial institutions build back better zero no mention of seniors a home for everyone zero no mention of seniors Access to a doctor or healthcare team? One mention. This means $14 billion in new investments on top of the $9 billion over five years that a re-elected government will commit to deliver better care for Canada's seniors. The last six words within the document are cyperlinked to one category for seniors and I'm, I'm going to go there last. Paid sick leave and healthy communities? Zero. No mention of seniors climate change, zero, no mention of seniors, businesses, zero, no mention of seniors, and child care, zero, no mention of seniors. Now, please remember, I'm creating a fact-driven report only. I realize there is no reason in some of these categories to specify anything about seniors. In fairness, out of 10 categories of election platform thing, whatever, it's not quite a platform, but that's okay, of election platform chit-chat, two of them specify seniors. I'm going to start with the better care part, as that speaks to older and or frailer seniors, not the me and Judith seniors who are still pretty vital health and physical wise. We just want to be sure we can make ends meet and are assured respect when we do get older and frailer. So, Better Canada does link to a PDF document. Here's my take on the document. It is COVID-driven. And that's not my opinion. The first four words are the COVID-19 pandemic. It starts with lots of talk about we did this and we did this and we did this. Now, if memory serves, most of that was reactive, not proactive. And it was reactive because the government had no idea what the reality on the ground was for seniors in care in this country. There is an argument uh, here for what is federal jurisdiction and what is provincial jurisdiction, but bottom line is that it was, excuse me, a shit show for our elderly, their families, and many facilities who were profit-driven prior to COVID. As I have a background in many areas of facility care, I'm going to dissect some of their words for you. Here are the words with my interjection. A re-elected Liberal government will work collaboratively with provinces and territories respecting their jurisdiction to continue supporting seniors with an investment of $9 billion over five years to raise wages for personal support workers, including a guaranteed minimum wage of at least $25 per hour. Now then, I can speak only to BC here, British Columbia, but many of our residential care aides, RCAs, and health care aides, HCAs, are union members, so they earn close to that already. BC's Bill 29 won't be addressed here. (laughs) You can look that up if you're curious. Because there is always a hierarchy in staffing, any increases in wages needs to be bumped upwards so the division of labor and responsibility are paid appropriately. And then there's the non-care staff. Have you ever considered what would happen in a hospital or a facility if there were no housekeepers or laundry staff or maintenance or kitchen workers? Precisely. Each and every one has a tremendous value separate from education type or level. Each and every job is vital to the care and health of the occupants. So the Liberals are going to train up to 50,000 new personal support workers. Several thoughts come to mind here. When training pushes are made, that training can become the go-to training for everyone and anyone who is looking for training or retraining, whether they're suitable for the career or not. I've been on two sides of the table. At one facility I worked at, I was the front office person, the first contact, sometimes only contact, when a person walked in the door. I lost count of the number of resumes thrust at me for forwarding to the nursing department because dropping off resumes was a requirement of the funding, funding for care aid programs. Many of these people had no interest in securing a position. Some of them said as much, asking me to sign their form that they had indeed dropped off the resume. Now, do we want attitude like that caring for our most vulnerable? Is that an improvement to the overworked, short staff facilities we currently have? And then there's my own experience. I was moving on in life. I had acquired enough skills to make me attractive to a new department being formed somewhere. We won't say where. I needed to upgrade a few skills and gain a few others. Because there was an office offering financial help for furthering education, I decided to apply. I had suffered a few financial blows thanks to 2008 and caring for my mother in my own home. I needed only about two grand to upgrade my skills. No, I was told I should become a care aide. Care aides were in high demand and that's where the education dollars were being put. I explained that a care aide career was not what I wanted not to mention the fact I was in my mid-50s and not getting any younger for dealing with the physical workload that career entailed. My counselor finally agreed and said they'd allow me to apply for a different career path to the tune of $50,000. I explained that was a ridiculous waste of money when all I needed was a few specific skills, and I had the job, tentative job offer to prove it. Well, perhaps just as well common ground couldn't be found here as here I am online and loving it. Okay, so the Liberals are also going to double the Home Accessibility Tax Credit, which will provide up to an additional $1,500 to help seniors stay in their homes longer by making them more accessible. Currently, $10,000 may be spent each year to make a home more accessible for a qualifying individual. A maximum $1,500 tax credit is given. They're going to double both those amounts, but bottom line is, seniors still have to spend the money before they qualify for a tax credit. They're also going to improve the quality and availability of long-term care beds. (laughs) Okay, I'm laughing here, quite honestly. This has been on government agendas for a couple of decades now that I know of, so I'll just say I believe it when I see it. And if they're going to use enticements to private companies or REITs, and for anybody that's listening, uh, REITs is R-E-I-T-S, REITs Real Estate Investment Trusts, you can look that up. So if they're going to use enticements to private companies or REITs to fill the void, my mantra for 20 plus years has been that care and shareholders should not mix. They're also going to continue to implement strict infection prevention and control measures, including through more provincial and territorial facility inspections for long-term care homes. I have worked at sites with amazing infection control procedures. It's not rocket science. Every facility should have dedicated staff staying up to date and proactive with infection control. And it's more than just COVID. It's pressure sores and hygiene and byproducts of other ailments, such as diabetes. I've seen sores that threaten the contents of my stomach. It's important, has been important, since way before COVID. Now, they're also going to develop a safe, long-term care act collaboratively to ensure that seniors are guaranteed the care they deserve, no matter where they live. All I'll say here is that it's sort of like closing the barn door after the horses have run. Where was that legislation 50 years or more ago? And if the federal government wants to plead that it's been the jurisdiction of the provinces, then if they can intervene now, they could have intervened 50 years or more ago. Well, I'm looking at the bottom of my page here, and I'm 2,000 words in, and I haven't even finished with the Liberals yet. The second area where the Liberals discuss seniors is, Liberals move forward to deliver more support for seniors who need it most. Now, honestly, I have at times liked leader Justin Trudeau, but here's what the platform says, and it does quite honestly sound like a page out of his Sunny Ways campaign of 2015. Seniors deserve a safe and comfortable retirement, but for too many, paying their bills and putting food on the table is a challenge. A re-elected Liberal government will continue making life more affordable for seniors, by increasing the Government Income Supplement, that's a GIS, by $500 for single seniors and $750 for senior couples. We'll also help seniors stay in their homes longer and work with the provinces and territories to improve long-term care so seniors are safe and comfortable where they live. This continues on. This builds on our $9 billion commitment to provide better care for seniors and frontline care workers as well as actions we have already taken to make life more affordable for seniors both before and during the pandemic, including restoring the retirement age to 65 from 67 after the Conservatives raised it, Increasing the GIS, remember that was the Guaranteed Income Supplement, for 900,000 seniors and lifting about 57,000 out of poverty. Providing more than $900 for single seniors and $1,500 for senior couples on top of regular benefits for low-income seniors to get through the pandemic. We had seniors' backs through the pandemic, supporting them when they needed it the most we have to keep moving forward for Canadian seniors, end quote. <laughs> okay, pretty vague, but let me have at it for a minute. The GIS is a joke, always has been a joke, as shown by the fact that 57,000 seniors live in poverty in a wealthy nation. I crunched some numbers in a previous post at Grey Ruckus, uh, now, those words are linked for readers, and the link to that article will be in the show notes for listeners. Anyways, those numbers might surprise you, and they should embarrass the government. Returning retirement to age 65, the change to 67 happened in 2012, and the Liberals have had since 2015 to change it. But it's only now, when the eyes of so many Canadians are on them, that they are actually maybe going to take action. I don't have much to say here. I think I said it all in the first article that I wrote for Grey Ruckus. Judith and I have all sorts of suggestions to make life better for Canadian seniors if the government would listen. And they should listen because we believe our ideas would in fact save the government money and improve quality of life for a lot of people. And so ends my critique of the Liberal Party platform. (laughs) The Conservatives are up next. They have prepared an 83-page PDF, quite a beautiful publication it is too, which they released the day after an election was called, so they were certainly just waiting for the call. They were not surprised or upset. They were ready and waiting. So, Control-F, seniors. First reference, headline, Supporting Women Who Care for Their Aging Parents. (laughs) A bit of a burn to the gentleman but the verbiage is more inclusive. We will help many Canadians who are taking care of their parents and help seniors avoid having to live in long-term care homes by introducing the Canada Seniors Care Benefit, paying $200 per month per household to any Canadian who is living with and taking care of a parent over the age of 70. I burst out laughing here. I took care of my mother in my own home. $200 is a slap in the face. The excerpt was prefaced with the words, Canada's Conservatives know that the burden of caring for aging parents falls disproportionately on women and can be a deterrent to women remaining and advancing in the workforce. Thank you, Mr. O'Toole. $200 a month sure makes up for the hours taken off work and makes losing out on that advancement and raise no big deal because we, women and men, love our elders and accept the cost. Next Canada's Conservatives will ensure that Canadians get banking services they need at a price they can afford by requiring more transparency for investment management fees so seniors and savers don't get ripped off. This will include requiring the banks to show investment returns net of fees. (laughs) I'm sure that makes those 57,000 seniors living in poverty feel better. Then, protecting vulnerable seniors. Canada's Conservatives will improve stronger protection for seniors by amending the criminal code provisions on failing to provide the necessities of life to make clear that the operator of a licensed care facility shall be presumed to have a legal duty to the residents of that facility. Correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't the criminal code get used after a deed is done? And do operators of licensed care facilities not currently have a legal duty to the residents? It could be questioned if the Conservatives are maybe just suggesting operators of care facilities remain unlicensed. I think I'm getting confused by the rhetoric. Okay, now we get to the meat, shall we say. Um, A detailed plan to support seniors. Canada's Conservatives have a plan to help seniors stay in their own homes, improve the quality of long-term care, and maintain financial security for seniors by ensuring that their pensions are secure. There are lots of words in this document, so I'm going to try and pick out the main ideas. Canada's Conservatives will help seniors stay in their own homes by amending the Home Accessibility Credit by increasing the limit from 10000 per dwelling to 10000 per person, allowing seniors or their caregivers, including their children, to claim the medical expense tax credit for home care instead of only allowing them to claim attendant care if they live in a group home. Well, I talked about the home accessibility tax credit in my discussion of the Liberal platform. The Liberals doubled the spend limit and the tax credit. What the Conservatives seem to be saying here is you can spend that much per person in the abode, which is good, but I know old people, and if one person needs a few assists implemented and another needs a whole bunch, they'll claim each other's overages, and I truly hope the Conservatives wouldn't serve up a serious dose of investigation. As for medical expense tax credits, I do not purport to know the ins and outs of Canada's tax system, but I still do some home support with a few frail seniors still living at home. And every January, I send them an income tax receipt for whatever they have paid for my services over the year, and so far they've claimed my amounts, so this part confuses me. The next part revisits the $200 a month care benefit, and I just realized it's per household. So you could be taking care of your mum and dad and your partner's mum, and the household still gets $200? (laughs) Yikes. Okay, now, quotations, fixing long-term care. Canada's Conservatives will devote $3 billion of infrastructure funding over the next three years to renovate long-term care homes in all provinces and territories across Canada to improve the care that residents receive. We will encourage partnerships with private non-profits that have historically provided a significant amount of long-term care. I have two concerns here. Renovations. I don't know how many facilities are too old, but that many are is a fact. From small four-bed wards to seismic upgrading, renos are just not worth it. If they hire me, I'll describe housing that meets the needs of both seniors and pandemics. But they're new builds. As for partnerships with private nonprofits, I hope that's not a cop-out, given the fact that some of these nonprofits have great revenue-raising capabilities, great enough that the government could ease up on their funding. To continue, Canada's Conservatives will help meet the need for personal support workers by providing priority and immigration programs to those who can work in long-term care or home care, promoting these careers through immigration and refugee settlement programs. I squirmed when I read that for the first time. It reminded me of all the 7-Eleven stores and taxi cabs operated by South Asians. South Asians with PhDs, a ton of professional credentials, who were welcome in Canada but couldn't practice their profession. Canada's Conservatives will double the Canada workers' benefit up to a maximum of $2,800 for individuals and $5,000 for families and pay it as a quarterly direct deposit rather than a tax refund at year end. This will help seniors who choose to continue working past retirement to give themselves a bit more income. It will provide a $1 an hour raise for low-income seniors, uh, including many who choose to work part-time to supplement their retirement income. The Canada worker's benefit is fine, but don't use it as a gift to low-income seniors. If a low-income senior is working, chances are it's because they need to. Do something about pensions. Again, take a look at my previous article. We will also better protect pensions by preventing executives from paying themselves bonuses while managing a company going through restructuring if the pension plan is not fully funded. No longer forcing underfunded pension plans from being converted to annuities, something that currently locks in losses and results in workers getting less money, requiring companies to report the funding status of their pension plans more clearly. Does that sound like a lot of business issues, not low-income senior issues? On a go-forward basis, it might be a good plan, but it's too late for too many others now. And that abruptly ends the Conservatives' references to seniors. Finally, the NDP, the new Democratic Party. They are apparently ready for better. That's the name of their platform. The first 63 pages of the NDP platform seem to be mostly preamble, Overviews of issues with the word senior included as if by specifying seniors their needs would be addressed specifically. On page 63 we get to Security for All Seniors. It's going to be handled by a National Seniors Strategy. This will include a funded National Dementia Strategy and Elder Abuse Prevention Plan developed with seniors to put an end to abuse and neglect in our communities. Next, our National PharmaCare for All plan will provide prescription medicine to all seniors, saving seniors hundreds of dollars every year and ensuring that no one needs to choose between medicine and other essentials. And our our dental care plan will mean that uninsured seniors can go to the dentist when they need to without facing costly bills. In order to help make life a little more affordable for caregivers who are overwhelmingly women, we'll make the Canada Caregiver Tax Credit refundable. Accessible housing will increase choices for seniors. They're also going to tackle seniors' isolation by improving seniors' access to technology and support to stay connected with family, providing more funding for community programs that do outreach to seniors to combat isolation, working with cities to make transit more affordable and convenient, creating more community recreation spaces, and supporting innovative housing solutions like intergenerational housing it's really hard to put interjection comments into this platform. The concepts are good, but the ideas are pretty vague. There are no specifics and no mention of actual dollars. I did do an extra search of the Internet, as I know separate bodies do a cost analysis of platforms, but I was unable to find anything for the NDP platform. My concern with the NDP, given the fact that they are the people's party, is that the spend will careen out of control as they try to make all things better for all people. Well, except for the super rich. They do get more specific about taxation with that demographic. Have you ever renovated an old house? You decide to update something, and once the job is begun, issues arrive that need to be dealt with first. Then major issues are discovered that also have to be dealt with before the original update can be undertaken. My concern is that's what's going to happen with the NDP. Their best intentions will mushroom into huge clouds, and because they want to fix so many things at once, our house will not withstand the onslaught. Jagmeet Singh seems to be truly caring, but his possible naivety over what shape our house is truly in and what it will take to fix it could be his downfall. And there you have it. And I have been the sole voice on a half-hour podcast for a long time. I hope you gleaned something from my research, if only that pre-election research is not that hard. I do recommend going to the party platforms, not relying on pundits or other news media. Most of them have some biases, and I had to rewrite parts of today's article to try and hide some of my own. I've tried to keep it factual, You know, being equally sarcastic across all parties. But I also recommend you check out some of the platforms yourself as elections are never one-issue referenda. No matter where you live or how old you are, my biggest message is to vote. We're so fortunate to have democratic elections in many of our developed nations, so make sure you have your say. I personally feel really strongly that if you don't vote, you can't bitch. And I do have two pet peeves around elections. People who say it doesn't matter, it's only one vote, so they don't. And people who say, I really think A would be great, but they'll never win, so I'll vote for B. (laughs) Anyways, today my focus was seniors issues, and you may well have more pressing issues. I'm providing a few links that might come in handy for other issues if you're in Canada. But no matter where you live, do your research around your elections and the people who are vying to represent and perhaps rule you. If you're in Canada and you're interested in our grey ruckus, go to greyruckus.ca and click the Join the Conversation button. Thank you for tuning in today and listening to my editorial rant. We do return to regular guest programming next week. Remember that if you have comments, to leave them where you listen to podcasts or go to 2 forward slash join dash the dash conversation. Feel free to leave stars as that helps us grow. If you want to be a guest on the 2 Boomer Women podcast or know someone with a message for boomers, there's an application form at the website. Thanks again and have a great rest of the week.